Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. You know, as a business owner, I have been telling my story for 20 plus years, and I still get a little shy about it when someone asks me who I am and what I do. And that's fairly typical for business owners. And we're going to talk today about how you can overcome some of that and do a better job of selling yourself. And to have that conversation, I've invited Jake Stahl to join me. He is a pioneer in conversational dynamics and a highly regarded fractional chief learning officer. He is revolutionizing sales through his adaptive conversational blueprint, turning sales professionals into relational architects. Jake, welcome to the show. Hi, Lorraine. Thanks for having me. This is wonderful. I am so excited to have you here because I think we can all get better at telling our stories and communicating the value of what we do. But where do I start? Well, Lorena, I think all of our hesitation comes from the mixed messaging that the word sales gives. You know, Mm -hmm. people think of a salesperson, they think uh, car sales, the person that calls during a dinner call. So I think part of it, Lorraine, is getting rid of the preconditioning we think about sales. Because when we sell ourselves, we're selling our passion. We're not selling a message or a product. I think that is so true on both points. I think there is this negative impression of the salesman, and we don't want to sell that. And on the other hand, I think you're absolutely right that we don't necessarily see ourselves as the real product. So I want to change that. I want to shift my perspective on what a salesman is. I want to shift my messaging so I do a better job of selling what's next. So Lorraine, I think part of it is picturing things. One of the things Jack Nicholas said made him such a great golfer was he would picture a hole and play it out before he even got on the golf course. So he had a vision. So for your audience, think about when you went to a zoo and you saw a lion. The lion didn't have to tell you it was a lion. You just knew. And when other animals see the lion, they don't have to be told it's a lion either. They just knew. So what I would encourage your listeners to do is show your passion because your passion is your greatest sales tool. And people won't need to know what you do because you're going to tell them what you do by the look, the feel, and the tone of you speaking to them. You can't help but get excited when you talk to somebody who's excited about what they do. That is such a great tip. And you're absolutely right. I've gone to networking events for years and the person who is excitedly telling me about a project they're working on or just lights up when you ask them what they do holds my attention. Yes, it does. So... How do I transition that passion and that enthusiasm into marketing messaging? Because while it's great if I can get in front of someone, if I can be face-to-face, but I can't. And so my marketing has to do some of the heavy lifting for me. How do I bring that passion into my marketing? Well, part of it is creating a value statement that answers four questions. The first Mm -hmm. question is, what's the dream outcome for your customer? The second is, what's their perception of whether they're going to be able to solve it or not? The third is the time delay. How long is it going to be until your customer sees results from making the purchase? And the fourth is, how much effort do they have to put into things? 
And if you look at companies like Amazon or you look at somebody like Walmart, they're able to address all of those things in a message. And I think I would encourage Lorraine to think about this in an easy way. We do this when we ask somebody to go out to dinner. Hey, how would you like to go out to dinner tonight? We can leave at six. You're going to love the food and I'll drive. That's all four pillars in a single statement. So when you think about that in your own marketing messages, you're translating your passion by giving them a value statement. And if you think about that, let's go to dinner and you translate your model around that. It's actually pretty simple. It's not as difficult as people think. That is really an innovative way to approach it. And the thing that I really like best about that whole process is when you're thinking about your value statement, there was nothing in that description that was really about me. It was all about my customer. It Correct. was what what's their issue? How, you know, can you solve it? How long is it going to take? What's it going to be like when it's done? And that is such a great approach to, I think, any kind of marketing when you can kind of shift that perspective and get them thinking about it through the, the lens of what's, what's valuable to me. Correct. Yeah, there's nothing about me in that. It is all about you and what I can do for you. Mm-hmm. But it's always about the the you. All right. So I've got I've got my value statement, and I know I know that I'm not a salesman. I know that I mean I am a salesman, but I know that what I'm really selling is my passion and my enthusiasm. And now I've got this value statement. How do I? incorporate that and how have you maybe how have you seen some examples of that being incorporated into different types of marketing that again reinforce that brand and who you are part of it is is establishing your vision of what you can offer and narrowing it down to specifics so if i'm sending people a a pre-made meal in a box i want to develop my value statement around hey your dream outcome is getting a meal It's going to be quick and easy, two minutes from the time you open the box. It's going to require no effort. You just throw it in a microwave and your chances of success are huge because you picked the meal. So part of it is just creating that value statement to incorporate all of those items. And again, it, it doesn't have to be difficult. You know, Lorraine, the funny thing is we've been creating value statements for centuries. Look at cave drawings in a wall. People have always had the ability to tell a story. Just in today's day and age, we need to tell that story in a sentence or two because that's all the attention we have from customers. It is so frustrating sometimes as a marketer when I think back 15, 20, 25 years of doing this, how much more time I had to sell something, tell a story, build a campaign. And now it boils down to what can I get across in a 30 second TikTok? Right, exactly right. But I, I, I still think that that four step, the, you know, starting with that dream outcome, that if you can get customers to visualize that, they'll pay attention to your 30 second. They may even come back for more. Exactly. And the, the hint to getting to the dream outcome, Lorraine, is what I call the three whys. You ask why three times to get to what people really want. So here's an example. Somebody says they want to lose weight. I would argue nobody in history has ever wanted to lose weight. 
They want to get into a different pant size. They want to look good for their significant other. They want to take pressure off their knees. But that's what we're selling to. We're, we, don't, we can't be content with you want to lose weight. It's what are the three whys? How, I need to ask you why three times to get to what that real dream outcome is. You know, I had a, a professor when I was in college who had done a lot of research around that same theory of the, the three whys and using that in advertising. And he said that you have to do it in order to get to the real value, but you have to do it gently because a lot of times people get annoyed at the second why. No question. Absolutely. You know, there's that old saying that you never sell a drill bit, you sell the hole. But the three whys actually says you don't even sell the whole. You sell the picture hanging on the wall. So you're selling an ambiance that you're mm -hmm. creating. So it's just a matter of, I know that second why can get annoying, but mm -hmm. if you phrase it right and you ask it in a very gentle way, that third why is your value statement. It's that dream outcome. Definitely agree with you that you need to get there. I've seen where it's hard because you want to stop at the first one because you're like, okay, I've got an answer. Now I know where to go. Mm -hmm. And it's more work to go to the three whys, but the payoff is absolutely there. Right. And let me, let me just put a little twist on that. A lot of times just an empathetic statement can get you where you want to go. So people will elaborate normally. Oh, so you want to lose weight? Yeah, I really want to fit into a different pant size. Oh, so your pants aren't fitting well? Yeah, really, I, I want to do it for this reason. So it doesn't even have to be a why so much as an empathetic statement to gain more buy-in and more story. See, you're really good at this. I, I, think, <laughs> I think you've done this before. Once or twice. Well, Jake, this has been fabulous. I really appreciate you dropping by and sharing a little bit of information with us on how we can reframe how we position ourselves. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a true pleasure. And if you've enjoyed Jake's comments and you'd like to learn more about what he does, there will be a link to his website. You can book a consultation with him. And if you learned a lot in the 10 minutes, you're going to learn a lot more in that hour. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and want to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out our toolbox. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.